Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap. Wax 104.5 on a Friday morning. That's Dustin Lynch with Mackenzie Porter this morning. As we're looking at, uh, well, it's a good thing we got rain because we're not going to get it for another week. We'll talk about the weather and a whole lot more this morning on a Friday morning. Lots of chores to do this morning. I'm Bob. And I'm Scott. And you mentioned that rain. I finally got around to stopping by my rain gauge out in the farmyard down south of Osseo. I got two full inches the oh, night Oh, you before. did? Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't uh, think it rained that much. You sure you didn't empty it from the last night? I know I emptied it from oh, the last okay. time. That's right. the one time I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, two inches. That's a good rain. That'll hold you for a while anyway. Yeah, it should. But the corn and beans are using a lot of water right about now, and alfalfa regrowing that. So, uh, But I looked at this weather forecast, and... At least through next Friday, there's no rain in this forecast, and temperatures uh, low 80s to upper 70s, so it's going to be nice weather, but uh, again, got outdoor activities planned, like the fairs. As a matter of fact, we got fairs going on this week around the area. I know the Eau Claire County Fair is on. Now, that's kind of limited as far as attendance is concerned to just the exhibitors and their families. I did not know that until I got out to the fairgrounds yesterday. So, uh, again, the Eau Claire, they used to, I said, where's the big tent for all the kids in town to come out and get their faces painted and do the fish pond? Oh, no, we can't do that. We're not opening up the fair. It's just for the kids that are exhibiting and uh, for their parents and families to come and watch them exhibit. But we've got other fairs that uh, I think are wide open. I, I, As far as I know, Jackson County, Buffalo County, Polk County, they're all, as far as I know, running as usual. All right. So uh, those By the things... way, you, you fell for that again, didn't you? What? Well, they used to say that to me at the fairs. Hey, the fair isn't open today. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why they said that to you. Oh, boy. And we do have uh, some news this morning as the Wisconsin FFA gets ready for the uh, National Convention in October, and uh, we'll talk about this as well. In fact, we'll tell you that Courtney Zimmerman of Spencer has been selected as Wisconsin's candidate for National FFA office. That was uh, just done a day or two ago. I talked to her dad, Mark, yesterday, who was uh, at the Eau Claire County Fair, watching him set up and get ready to start showing, and he told me that uh, Courtney was going to be the candidate. So, a uh, busy young lady, Courtney Zimmerman, and we wish her all the luck. We'll catch up with her a little bit later on as uh, that convention gets closer at the end of October and what her preparation is. She's a student at uh, such as she can be out at South Dakota State University in Brookings, and it's uh, hard, to, hard to go to school out in Brookings and be a Wisconsin uh, candidate for FFA. Last year it was all online or all virtual or Zoom or whatever you want to call it. So uh, good luck to Courtney. But again, we'll be following that. But uh, other stuff to talk about too. Oh, there's plenty to talk about. (laughs) We have those numbers in and the USDA, boy, some some payments came through this year. Some big checks, that's for sure. We'll talk about the money going out to uh, the folks in the country and Milk cows continue to uh, do their job across the country, and uh, we had Catherine Ty, our U.S. Trade Ambassador, down at Stoddard here a couple of weeks ago, and now uh, one of the things she talked about, I guess, didn't say a lot about it because she wouldn't talk to us, U.S.-Mexico-Canada Free Trade Agreement, and the Senate Finance Committee also looking at that agreement. So we got the... Lots to do this morning, and the big boy will be in, Brent Wink. So uh, lots to do this morning right here on Wax. So let's take a quick check of our weather. As we said, it looks like a pretty dry forecast. Skywarn 13 weather brought to you by Markwart Motors. And don't forget, Markwart Motors is looking for an experienced service tech because of their growth at their dealership. So if uh, you know something about uh, working on these vehicles in this modern world, Go to markwartmotors.com and click on the tab About Us for details, or you can apply in person at Markwart Motors. 80 partly sunny today, 82 partly sunny. In fact, partly sunny all these days, 75 on Sunday, 77 on Monday, 84 on Tuesday, and on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday also partly sunny. So a good stretch of weather. 
A little fog in some areas around Rice Lake. They're reporting a little fog this morning, 57 up there. Right now, it's 62 here in Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area. Who brought the sauce? I brought the sauce. Who made the sauce? I made the sauce. What's in the sauce? I am the sauce. Who brought the sauce? <gasps> Spilled the sauce? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills and messes quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. Who brought the sauce? I brought the sauce. Who made the sauce? I made the sauce. What's in the sauce? I am the sauce. Who brought the sauce? Okay. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Charter Next Generation is expanding again. You've seen the growth. Now's your chance to be a part of it. Come join the state-of-the-art business with new entry-level wages starting up to $21.50 per hour. Enjoy signing bonuses, unique schedules working only half of the month, college tuition reimbursement, and so much more. Come start your career today and apply at cnginc.com. Visit our website at cnginc.com. That's cnginc.com to view all our career opportunities. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Also this morning, we're going to talk about those Section 232 tariffs. Yeah, we haven't heard much about steel and aluminum tariffs. They're still on. Those things that uh, President Trump put on, and they are hurting uh, agriculture. Many industries in agriculture include a very big one in our area being hurt by those to the tune of millions of dollars. So we'll talk with Cindy Brown from Chippewa Valley Bean after 5 o'clock this morning. Come from Mississippi and down in Alabama. Ah, there's Marty Stewart. Morning at Wax. Well, the weather will rock your world if you got something to do outside today. 80 and partly sunny, about 62 right now in Eau Claire. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire News Time. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. The Pentagon is looking into mandatory COVID-19 vaccines for the military. In a statement released Thursday, Pentagon Press Secretary Jamal Brown said Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin will look into the best path on how and when to make recommendations to President Biden. This comes after Biden laid out vaccination requirements for federal employees earlier in the day. The president is offering new incentives to encourage more Americans to get vaccinated as the Delta variant spreads. Mark Mayfield fills us in. Speaking at the White House, Biden said incentives should be used if they can help to beat the virus. The president also announced the federal government is going to reimburse small businesses for paid family leave for those who get a vaccine. Meantime, he called on state and local governments to offer $100 to those who get vaccinated. I'm Mark Mayfield. NASA won't go ahead with Friday's test flight of the new Boeing Starliner capsule after an incident aboard the International Space Station. A new Russian module arrived at the space station Thursday morning, but during checkouts, its thrusters inadvertently fired, pushing the space station 45 degrees off its attitude. You asked the crew, hey, did... Did the space station shake or anything like that? And, and the re- response was negative. We didn't see anything like that. NASA's Joel Montalbano says other space station thrusters compensated. As a result, the test flight of Boeing's new Starliner capsule is being pushed from Friday to Tuesday. I'm Rory O'Neill. Team USA Swimming is bringing home three more medals at the Tokyo Olympics. Lily King and Annie Laser won the silver and bronze medals in the women's 200-meter breaststroke. Ryan Murphy couldn't repeat as champion, but took the silver medal in the men's 200-meter backstroke final. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Health and happiness for your family, your farm, and your cows are probably on your mind these days. Let Starblends feed your cows like they're their own. And the best way to ensure these ladies are taken care of is to evaluate what they're eating. And now is the perfect time to review your feeding plans. Starblends nutritionists will make sure your cows are getting the best feed possible because at Starblends, they feed your animals like they are their own. Call 608-269-1515 today for your free consultation. Or go to Starblends.com. That's Starblends.com. Blends.com. You heard you could save big when you bundle home an auto with Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw a link for a survey about which type of bread you are. And now you're on question 17, barely scratching the surface of your bread identity. You always thought of yourself as a brioche, but are you actually more of a pumpernickel? Ah, yes. They said it was easy to save money bundling with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. 
feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, as we look at our weather forecast, not much to tell you. It's going to be partly sunny every day, at least out through next Friday. And temperature is going to be in the low 80s to upper 70s. So, very nice period of weather. Thank goodness we got a little rain the other day because we're not going to get any for, looks like, at least a week. 57 in Fog around Rice Lake, Medford at 53, Wausau at 59, Marshfield 58, 67 down in La Crosse, Green Bay's at 56, Madison, Sun Prairie, Milwaukee at 66, and it's 62 degrees right now in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Skyline Golf Course and Restaurant in Black River Falls is open for the golfing season. Try your skills and get your tee times while you enjoy 18 holes of golf. Enjoy the open fairways and the course along the creek. Stop in at the View Restaurant and enjoy breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Try their pastas, steaks, homemade pizzas, or enjoy a drink at the bar while overlooking an amazing view. Don't forget their Friday night fish fry. Skyline Golf Course and Restaurant in Black River Falls. Enjoy the spring season with Skyline. Get smarter every day at Ozzy.com. Try a new news site that tells you about the most interesting people, places, and ideas. Try Ozzy.com now. Ozzy, it's a latte for your mind. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. So you're convinced it looks like fish at Skyline tonight for you, huh? I used to have fish, let me tell you what. You like Skyline Golf Course in Black River Falls? Yeah, go to that, the fair and then go get some fish. That's a good idea. All right. That's well, an absolutely good idea. That's your agenda. But before you do that, you got work to do. Give us some numbers. I do. I have choice fed beef steers at 117 to 124 and a half, with the mix selling 70 to 116. Choice fed beef heifers, 115 to 123 and three quarters, with the mixed 77 to 114. Choice fed Holstein steers, 105 to 115, with selects 94 to 104. Cows are at 54 to 78, and bulls 64 to 95. On the hog side, butcher hogs are at 61 to 85. Sows, 66 to 73, and boars, 20 to 34. New crop market lambs are at 235 to 265. And feeder lambs, 165 to 250. Cattle futures were lower yesterday at the Mercantile Exchange. Hogs were mostly lower. August live cattle, 122.50, down 57. October, 128.15, down 37. December, 133.27. That was down 22. And February, at 137.57, down 27. Feeder cattle, as we said, they were down to August, 158.50, down $1.67. September, one sixty one ninety five down a dollar and a half. October feeders one sixty four twenty down one thirty seven. November at one sixty five fifty seven down one twenty two. January also down a dollar twenty two one sixty five thirty two. Lean hog carcass contracts. We had August at one oh six thirty. That was up sixty. October at eighty eight ninety seven down fifty five. December hogs eighty two forty down twenty five. And February at eighty four seventy two. That was down 22. Board of Trade was higher yesterday, but it fell back overnight after those higher prices. December corn down two overnight, 554 a bushel this morning. December oats down seven at 455. December wheat down two at 711. November soybeans down a penny at 1376, and meal down a dollar 90 a ton for October at 357 dollars and 60 cents. Barrel cheese down three quarters yesterday, 139 and a quarter. Blocks, no change, 163 and a half. Butter, no change, 162 and a quarter. But it's been um, not a good week for Class 3, just a steady fall off all week. Yesterday was no exception. July down four at 1648. August down 13 at 1622. September down 24 at 1626. October down 17 at 1689. November down eight. At 17.58. So that's the way the markets look this morning, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. We're going to take you to the Eau Claire County Fair, give you a little preview. What's going on? That's next right here on Wax. It's almost nine minutes after 5.62 right now. It'll be partly sunny and 80 today. In the field, change is one thing you can always count on. And yesterday's solutions might not work tomorrow. At Bremer Bank, our customers farm nearly 2 million acres. We've earned their business by helping them thrive and grow year after year. 
and we're ready to do the same for you. Let's see what we can do together. Find out more at bremer.com. Together is always better. Countryside and Landmark are now a single cooperative. Our engaged employees are passionate about doing amazing things together for our members, for our customers, and for each other. Because together is what the cooperative spirit has always been about. And together is how we'll make the future even brighter than today. We are all Simia, and we are all together now. Learn more at ALCIVIA.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Another busy fair week. Judging is already happening around many of the fairs, Jackson, Buffalo. We've also got the Polk County Fair and the Eau Claire County Fair. Jill Wilk is with us, one of the livestock superintendents. And uh, Jill, as we are here Friday morning, we've already had some judging, right? Yep, we did the goats 4 o'clock on Thursday and we did the sheep at 5 o'clock on Thursday. And uh, still ahead then on Friday morning, what's happening? Friday morning, bright and shiny at 9 o'clock. We're going to start with the hog show. We're looking forward to letting them have their whole day and letting them spread it out. And what about the beef and dairy? The beef show will be at 9 o'clock on Saturday morning. And uh, dairy show is 9 o'clock on Sunday morning. And we're going to nestle the auction in between there at 5.30 on Saturday night. What about numbers? We had, uh, of course, kids... We're all geared up last year. Did we lose a little interest because of that? Uh, some of the kids bought maybe some expensive project and then they had to sell them at the sale barn. That's not like going through the meat animal auction. What about numbers for the livestock? Well, I'm very impressed with the numbers that we have this year. We're up to, we have um, about 20 steers. We've got 12 sheep, not as many goats as I'd like to see, but we'll take what we can get. And we're up to 50, 50 60 hogs. So it should be a real exciting show. As uh, you look at the uh, the interest among the kids, surprised that the goats aren't bigger. Uh, they kind of, I think, are maybe have fallen off just a hair. I don't know. I'm hoping that we can get them back again and get a little more interest in them showing and selling. Um, this area is a little bit kind of different market for marketing the goats. So maybe it just needs to change up a little bit and look up, think outside the box so we can get uh, some more interest in it and more goats in our auction. Elaborate a little bit more on the auction on Saturday. The down, nail down the time and how it's going to work, how we sell species and things like that, and invite buyers. All right. All these kids have worked really hard at going out and visiting potential buyers and bidders for their project. And so they were, they had to fill out uh, bio information about themselves and a picture and submit it to us. And then they took it out to the buyers to drum up business to sell their projects. And we're going to open up registration for the auction at 4.30. Saturday um, afternoon. Saturday afternoon with the auction starting at 5.30. We're going to have a little bit of extra awards and stuff before the auction starts but our auction is then it will start at 5:30, and we will have it's kind of a random draw so we'll have pigs and then we'll have a sheep and beef it's all just kind of intermingled together with our grand champions being sold at 6:30. so whether or not the rest of the auction is done you'll stop and bring the champion and the reserve champions in correct correct it's kind of a big highlight and I like having it at a specific time so if anybody is really wanting to see just the grand champions but hopefully you all are hungry for some quality beef and pork and lamb we've got here come on out and support the kids and again that's Jill Wolke who's in charge of the livestock project in the county helping ramrod the fair over there the Eau Claire County Fair but again during the regular fair, it's going to be kind of closed fair, just the kids and their parents for the shows. But then for the auction, it's going to be open to the public. So bidders and buyers, come on in. You will be welcomed. And as we always say, you know, you got a doctor office, dentist office, insurance office, and you wonder what you're going to give your staff for a Christmas present. Why not go to the auction, buy a beef or a hog, and give them 25 pounds of meat or whatever the case may be, 20 pounds of meat? Yeah. Give it to them in September. They'll be just as happy to say, here's your Christmas bonus. I mean, a lot of good meat out there. So uh, that's a good thing. So 
Lots of auctions, and the auctions have been pretty good this year from what I've heard. Uh, the, everything that I'm hearing, too, is, you know, like you, I, I, where are we? At uh, Barron County. Where, where was the big Yeah, they were over $20 the for some crazy. of the hogs. Yeah. yeah, so Chippewa had $18 hogs. and Chippewa, yeah. Yep, yeah. so again, the fairs are underway, including the Eau Claire, Buffalo, Jackson, and Polk County fairs this weekend. We'll take a look at some of the news in the world of agriculture <laughs> coming up. On Wax, it's almost a quarter after five. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Now that Farm Technology Days have wrapped up, Chippewa Valley Bean wants to thank everyone who stopped by to see them at Innovation Square. The show was a huge success, and the whole team at Chippewa Valley Bean had a wonderful time interacting with the agricultural community from all across our great state. They would like to give a special thanks to everyone at Silver Spring Foods and Hunsinger Farms for all the amazing work they did. If you miss Chippewa Valley Bean at Farm Tech Days, please visit the website at cvbean.com. That's cvbean.com. This is Ice-T and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and this is a cold call. We're on a mission to get America to switch to cold water washing with Tide. It saves you energy. And that saves you up to $150 a year on your energy bill. Plus, Tide cleans better in cold than the bargain brand in hot. So what are you waiting for? Turn to cold because Stone Cold said so. Turn to cold with Tide. Energy savings based on average from switching from hot to cold and non-HE machines. Performance based on Tide power pods versus leading baking soda packs. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 16 minutes after 5 o'clock. Again, a little fog out there in some areas. I don't think it's too widespread, but to some areas there's fog. So be careful. It'll burn off. Partly sunny 80 today. And, Scott, some of our farm news. Well, as we've mentioned before today, it's been announced that Courtney Zimmerman of the Spencer FFA will be Wisconsin's candidate for national FFA office when that national convention happens in October in Indianapolis. Courtney, of course, heading to South Dakota State University to study and be a jackrabbit. And USDA economists have worked all the numbers, and they show a lot of money was sent to farmers last year, helping them get through the coronavirus pandemic. They found that when all the crop insurance indemnities, unemployment benefits, and other payments were figured in, the government sent $57.7 billion to farms and farm households in 2020. The breakdown of the numbers show $35.2 billion went for direct pandemic relief. Another $16.8 billion was for non-pandemic programs such as trade war payments and $5.7 billion went out for crop insurance indemnity payments. Those payments accounted for about 38% of farm income last year. Previously, the most government the most the government ever paid out in farm assistance payments was $10 billion. In 2019, government payments to farmers totaled $14.8 billion. Milk cows across the country continue to do their job. In June, national milk production in the 24 top milk-producing states hit just over 18 billion pounds, up over 3% from last June. In Wisconsin, June milk production was 2.64 billion pounds, also up 3% from a year ago. The main reason for our jump in production was output per cow. In June, Wisconsin dairy cows averaged 2,070 pounds of milk, 30 pounds per cow, more than in June of 2020. The Senate Finance Committee held a hearing earlier this week on the status of the one-year-old U.S.-Mexico-Canada Free Trade Agreement, and they had numerous issues to discuss. Leading the list were concerns about Canada's inadequate implementation of new market access for U.S. dairy products, Mexico's foot-dragging on agricultural biotech approvals, and the lack of a chief agriculture negotiator nominee. Our dairy dispute with Canada is the only case brought by the U.S. so far under the agreement's procedures. So, again, congratulations to Courtney Zimmerman, and I guess... The work is just beginning because it is really, really a job to become a national FFA officer. It's not just your resume. I mean, you go through a a series of interviews and tests and all kinds of things. So it's going to be a lot of work for Courtney, but uh, I'm sure she will be up to it. I have a feeling Courtney will be up to that task. I do, too. All right. So good luck to Courtney on that. And coming up, we are going to talk about Section 232 tariffs.
how they're hurting people. That uh, the ones President Trump put in uh, steel and ter- steel and aluminum when he first got into office. Uh, not a lot of talk about them, but they're still there. That's next on Wax. Silver Spring Foods has been in the sauce game since 1929. You can trust their horseradish, mustards, and specialty sauces for your brats, Bloody Marys, steaks, and sandwiches this football season. Check out their delicious products and recipe ideas at silverspringfoods.com or at your local supermarkets. Up your tailgate game with the king of condiments, Silver Spring Foods. Give it zing with Silver Spring. Silver Spring Get smarter every day at Ozzy.com. Try a new news site that tells you about the most interesting people, places, and ideas. Try Ozzy.com now. Ozzy, it's a latte for your mind. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Trade is so important to agriculture, not just dairy agriculture or corn or soybeans or a lot of other products that depend on an international market. One of those, Chippewa Valley Bean here in the Chippewa Valley. Cindy Brown is a second-generation family on the operation and uh, down the Menominee, Dunn County area. And Cindy, recently you had a chance to talk with our U.S. Trade Ambassador, Catherine Tai when she was in western Wisconsin. I know you talked about trade. What did she acknowledge about trade, the concerns that you have about trade, and a lot of other people have? What did you get out of that session with her? Well, Bob, I talked to her mostly about the Section 232, which is the steel and aluminum tariffs that we put on other countries a couple of years ago, and that really adversely affected kidney beans, primarily within the European Union. And we were actually singled out because in the state of Wisconsin, we're the largest exporter of of kidney beans. We're concerned, of course. Uh, We have a retaliatory tariff from the EU, which is 25%. And that 25% is a direct cut for payments to our growers. And as um, that program was put into place, we saw opportunities for farmers in Argentina, in Canada, in China, in the Ukraine, all to increase their bean production at the expense of not only our farm, Don Limited, but all of the other kidney bean farmers in the United States. So it's been a big factor. But basically, she said, is they had found their agreement on the uh, Airbus and Boeing situation, which was a big factor then. And the tariffs that were supposed to, the retaliatory tariffs the EU was putting in place for June 1st were put on hold. And they're in the process of working out the steel and aluminum agreements on what will actually be quotas or will be allowed to be imported. She said they had two months to get that done in because it was the president's desire to have this resolved by the end of the year. And I can tell you that we are so anxious to have it happen because even now our European customers are saying, maybe we can wait. Maybe we don't need to import anything right now. Let's wait until the tariffs go away. I'm like, oh, no, no, please. We really need to be able to continue to ship. You know, the other thing is the Argentine farmers are really doing well with kidney beans because they see a market. They've they've taken business away from us. You say we've got two months as far as the uh, negotiations are concerned. That's a timetable. What kind of progress has she said they're making? Can they make that timetable? She was very straightforward, I think, when she said it. And she she didn't say, well, we hope to, but I think she said we're looking forward to having this resolved before the end of the year. What still has to be resolved in these negotiations? Because it's uh, there's a lot to it. Oh, there really is. I think those of us on the backside have no idea what goes into this whole aspect. And, you know, we've had issues with Europe on various tariffs on meat or concerns over products that we're, we're sending, food products sending in to the European Union. But we're looking at a product with kidney beans that, or other beans, that they really don't grow over there. And so there wasn't, it was a political factor when this tariff got put on. It, that was all it was. It was all about where it was coming from and who they were looking to um, point out. And I think a lot of people put on by President Trump when he first came into office, and I think a lot of people think that, well, he's gone now, those tariffs are gone. It doesn't happen that way. 
Oh, no, it doesn't. Ambassador Tai said, you know, it's a lot easier to break relationships than it is to reestablish them. And she said, we really backed away. We became very nationalistic over those years when Trump was in office. And it takes a lot to rebuild them, to rebuild the trust that we had within the rest of the world, because we pulled away from so much. You're in the dark red kidney bean business, and I've got to ask you, how much do you figure this has cost you as far as exports with that 25 percent that's been put on there? I mean, there's a lot of zeros. Oh, my gosh. The first year when it happened, it, it came into play in the summer of 2018, and we had a number of contracts in place for the crop that was actually growing that summer. And what we ended up doing, we had committed to our growers, to the farmers that supply beans to us, we had committed to them that we would buy their beans based on a price we contracted with. We committed to our customers in the EU, and we said, okay, this is what we sold to you. And they're saying, you know what, we have to pay 25% more. We have no room to put that on when we sell to Aldi or... or um, Lidl or whatever supermarket that they were selling to. There's not enough room and not enough margins in the grocery business to add 25%. So we said, okay, fine. We need to have this product go off the door. We need to make sure that these beans are being marketed and moved out so we're ready for the next crop. So we took a big hit. It was well over a million dollars that year that we adjusted the price of our end users, but we still maintained our grower price. How have you adjusted? Because the tariffs are still there, as we've been talking about. As far as grower enthusiasm, so to speak, what are you finding? Well, it's, it's been difficult to have the price be somewhat comparable, especially as corn and soybeans have gotten to be more valuable this last year. It was harder to raise the price of kidney beans. We're literally selling for 25% under what our competitors are selling for. The other thing that we're seeing happen, Bob, is that beans miraculously disappear across the Canadian border, and there's a magic wand that sometimes waved and their, their birth certificates changed. Now, we, we're not even agreeing to do that. That doesn't work for us. But, you know, there's lots of shenanigans that go on. And we've been trying to stay above board and work within the guidelines that have been put upon us. Literally, when I tell you that this is the worst thing that the government has ever done to us since the family started farming in 1858, that was it. Our major business that we do 60% of our market within the European Union, and then to have to take a 25% price cut for all of the farmers that we're working with to try and in a growing market it's just been very difficult what are you finding growing as you mentioned argentina and other countries grow these beans and they sell them 25 percent less because of the tariffs what about food quality standards are they living up to the same standards that you have to live up to with a u.s product going through inspection overseas the u.s had has a wonderful history or reputation for supplying very good product in fact when the food safety FISMA went into place. People were worried that it would create a disadvantage. Well, it didn't. It made it much better for us to be able to assure our customers all over the world that the U.S. was doing a great job. So we've built up this whole food safety standard. And at those points, we were taking markets away from other countries. But it's unfortunate now because I'm finding customers that bought 100% from the U.S. can't do it anymore because they can't pass along the U.S. price. So if they can find someone to sell cheaper in another country, they will. How much expansion are we seeing because of these tariffs? You mentioned Argentina, Canada, and other countries. Are they expanding? Do they kind of uh, smell blood in the water, so to speak? Absolutely. If you talk to the people who are manufacturing combines, they're all over the world selling more uh, specially crop con combines for bean harvesting. You can go along with the tariff for so long, but it can't be forever because you have to readjust and we look for other crops to grow. And it would be really disappointing as we've built this market up. And we've seen bean consumption increase every year since the International Year of Pulses in 2016. And I was going to say, the European market, there are people that want these beans. Oh, especially. And they want Chippewa Valley beans. You know, the quality assurance and the care that our staff takes to put them together. And all of our farmers, when they're so quality conscious, it's really important. How close a contact do you have, can you maintain with U.S. Ambassador Catherine Tai on an issue like this? Or when she came to Wisconsin recently, it was a one-shot deal to be in her face. Can you, and I know you're active and, and do that sort of stuff, but how much can you be face-to-face -face without going through her staff, her aides? 
unfortunately, I think I'm pretty well locked into staff and aides and even on a congressional side. So it's, I haven't established a direct relationship with her. I sure would like to. If you're going to lay odds, as she said, a couple of months, we hope to have this resolved. 90-10, it's going to happen, 50-50. How optimistic are you? Oh, I'm going to say 90-10. I'm putting all my faith in that negotiation process and the fact that Biden wants to recreate relationships with our neighbors. And we'll find out if, uh, as we go along, we'll stay in contact because these Section 22, 232 rather, tariffs, you know, steel and aluminum, big deal when they came out, but we haven't heard much about them, but they're still there and they're still causing problems. And I don't know if I talked to Sin. This was just last week at Farm Tech Days, but if I talked to her this week, if she's still at 90-10, or maybe that number might come down a little bit. We'll find out. But those tariffs, not good for agriculture. It's 5.30 in the morning. We'll get some more news coming up in just a moment. 62 degrees right now, 80 about today for a high, partly sunny. The demands and long days of the harvest season are ahead. So now's the time to get the equipment you need to work more productively and harvest more savings, too. Visit Baraboo Implement during New Holland Harvest Days for more ways to work your best and save. You'll find great deals on select New Holland tractors, hay tools, and harvesting equipment, including 0% financing and cash back. Stop by Baraboo Implement in Rice Lake and St. Croix Falls today for details. But hurry, harvest days end September 13th, 2021. Eau Claire Memorial Crematory. Find us at smithfuneralec.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 29 minutes before 6 o'clock. We'll catch up with Kelly in a weather forecast here in a moment. But, Scott, what else is going on in some news? Well, investigators in the Cross County say the three people killed in last week's triple murder in that county died over a $600 debt. Investigators yesterday said they have both the suspects in last Friday's triple homicide in custody. Suspect Kantmet Radinasek was arrested in Portage County last Wednesday, and suspect Naya Tao was arrested in Wausau yesterday. Investigators say a woman who was with the victims tipped them off to the suspects and also helped fill in the gaps in the investigation. The suspects are in jail in La Crosse. Crews are expected to be back out in the, on the Wisconsin River today as they search for a missing man. Rescuers in the village of Maine and Marathon County say a 60-year-old man went missing when his boat capsized yesterday afternoon on the river. Crews are out on the river for almost seven hours yesterday. They say a search is difficult because the river there is high and fast. Wisconsin's latest round of storms are bad enough to get the governor to declare an emergency. Governor Tony Evers yesterday called for a state of emergency because of the storm. That order clears the way for the state to help any local community hit by high winds or tornadoes. The state of emergency means the Wisconsin National Guard could even be called up. The storm started late Wednesday and ended early yesterday morning. Forecasters say that storm produced a handful of tornadoes, left tens of thousands of people without power, and left a patch of damage from northwest Wisconsin down to Kenosha. There are no reports of any serious injuries or deaths. There's a good chance students in Wisconsin schools will be wearing masks when they return to the classrooms this fall. The state's Department of Health Services yesterday said it fully supports the new CDC requirements that all students and teachers wear masks at school, even if they've been vaccinated. Local school districts will, of course, make that final decision, and many schools are recommending masks for all students. The DHS said new mask guidelines are in line with the CDC's advice on controlling the Delta variant of the coronavirus and the Brewers just kept at it. A 12 to nothing win over the Pirates yesterday. That puts them up seven games over the Reds. Uh, I, yeah, the, over the Pirates, and they're seven games over the Reds. And they're heading today to uh, uh, Atlanta for a three-game set before returning Monday for a week-long homestand. Yeah, we'll have to see if uh, today's a trade. I think today is a trade deadline or tomorrow's a trade deadline. And they already got Escobar. I don't know if they're going to get any more yeah. or not. Uh, it's that Cubs, time of year you make your run. Cubs got rid of Rizzo yesterday. He went to the Yankees. I don't know right. if Chris Bryant's going to go. Yeah. We'll see. So uh, traditions change 
Cubs uh, aren't what they used to be. Yeah. All right, we're going to check with, uh, we'll get back to Scott. we got a little more news. We'll look at the calendar, a few things going on uh, this weekend around the area. But right now, we want to get our weather forecast, and this is the kind of weather forecast I think I could even forecast. There's <laughs> not much to it. Kelly Sliff goes over at Skywarn 13. Morning, Kelly. Morning. Yeah, this is uh, good bike riding weather, huh? Yeah, you know, the only thing, you know, yesterday, did you see how hazy it was? Almost. Is that those smoke from the fires? It was it? crazy. It almost blocked out the sun completely. And yeah, I know it. It's right along the border of um, basically Ontario and Manitoba, and that smoke went right down into eastern Minnesota and western Wisconsin, and that's what uh, caused that haze yesterday. We'll see a little bit of that today, but I don't expect it to be as widespread as what we had yesterday, but count on some of that haze just to continue. Hopefully we can get those fires out. Hopefully we can get some rain up there as well. I know we need some rain. We did get the rain uh, pretty beneficially over the last couple of days, but... It looks pretty quiet heading in the weekend. Really nice weather. 80 today with the lower humidity, partly sunny skies. We'll see some of that haze uh, throughout the afternoon. Uh, mostly clear tonight. Very comfortable as we get down to uh, <clears throat> 60. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. There's another front moving in that may bring in a couple of showers and thunderstorms, but most of the day should be dry as we get up to 82. Hazy sunshine on Sunday, 78. Mostly sunny Monday, 81. Looks really nice uh, going into the uh, first week of August. Right now in Eau Claire with the um, partly cloudy skies, temperature at 59. I'm Scott Warren, 13, meteorologist Kelly Slifka. So that uh, <clears throat> a little bit of a chance of rain tomorrow, about the only chance for about the next week, isn't it? It looks like it. It looks like a pretty quiet forecast. You know, we've had a lot of this this year, you know, and it uh, looks like that's going to be the trend next week. At least we won't have real hot, humid weather next week. It looks pretty dry. Yeah, it looks like a comfortable week. So have a good weekend on the bike. Thank you. You too. There goes Kelly over there at Skywarn 13. Again, 59 right now, 80, partly sunny today as we look at the weather on wax. Weather brought to you by Bex Hybrids. Hey, farmers. Do you see weeds in your soybean fields? Hey, this is Ben Pistol, the Wisconsin field agronomist with Bex Hybrids. So it might seem like an odd time of the year to be talking about pre-emerge herbicides because for the most part, spraying for weeds is done and we're just watching crops grow. But the next few weeks is actually when I want you to be evaluating how your herbicide program this year performed. Now, water hemp is a great weed to use to gauge the performance of your program simply because it has such a long germination window. And usually when we're disappointed with our weed control right now, it's actually because our pre-emerge program did not work well. And we simply didn't buy enough time until our post-emerge pass could come. Now we found in our practical farm research program that having a pre-emerge program that includes three effective modes of action against your worst weeds like water hemp, lamb's quarters, or maybe giant ragweed is the key. If you'd like more agronomic information like this, check out our website at bexhybrids.com and have a great weekend. For the best meats in this area, get to Big Mike's Meats and Phillips Catering in Augusta. They only process local animals, and with summer here, look for fresh pork, beef, and lamb from local fair exhibits. They also make delicious sausages, meat sticks, and jerky. And right now, Mike's is looking for workers, experience preferred but not necessary. And if you have animals to be processed this fall, call Mike's right now to get them booked. And don't forget, they can also cater your party and wedding events. Just call Big Mike's Meats and Phillips Catering, Augusta. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we want to thank again Mike's Meats and Phillips Catering down there in Augusta for providing us with those four half hogs that we gave away during Farm Technology Days. Man, we had a lot of people stop in at our booth and sign up to win uh, that good, good pork from uh, Big Mike and Heidi Ho down there in Augusta. So we thank them again. Hey, we got markets to get to. We'll hear about hog prices, cattle prices coming up. But, uh, Scott, some things going on. Well, again, we're going to mention that all those fairs are going on this week. And the Eau Claire County Fair, Jackson County Fair, Buffalo County Fair, and Polk County Fairs all underway. And uh, the horse pulling season is also well underway. We're deep into it. And Saturday at Taylor at noon, they're going to have the Legends Horse Pull that's a big one, and Bob and I were talking before. I said it doesn't say exactly where it is, but I'll bet you can find it in Taylor. <laughs> I think you, you don't get caught in the crosstown traffic. You'll be all set. That's right. North side of the track or south side of the track. Hey, something coming up that uh, I think is really interesting. Uh, the ninth or the what annual, 16th annual vintage snowmobile 
National Championship Show and Swap is happening the 6th, 7th, and 8th over at the Central Wisconsin State Fairgrounds in Marshfield. This is the first time that's been in Wisconsin. You're invited to take your antique snowmobiles, your muscle machines, custom, anything in between. And that's pretty interesting. I wish I had my old 1968 Ski Daddler, AMF Ski Daddler. Well, yeah, that's the first time that's ever been in Wisconsin, yeah. so it should be a big. If you're a snowmobile buff, you want to be over at Marshfield that weekend and, and, at the fairgrounds. And one more thing I, I can't get away without mentioning. Next weekend, the Big York Rodeo is going on, and that also includes a, a major horse pull down there, of course. But uh, you get to see a lot of things going on, a lot of culture in New York. Is it hard to find the rodeo grounds in New York? N- well, turn right at Jamie's, and you're good. <laughs> so a lot of things going on, that's for sure. So, again, enjoy it, won't you? We've got, uh, well, it's 20 minutes before 6 o'clock. We'll get to some markets, sale barn activity next on Wax. In the field, change is one thing you can always count on. And yesterday's solutions might not work tomorrow. At Bremer Bank, our customers farm nearly 2 million acres. We've earned their business by helping them thrive and grow year after year. And we're ready to do the same for you. Let's see what we can do together. Find out more at bremer.com. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get to the markets. As we're looking at 59 degrees on the thermometer right now, 80, partly sunny, clear overnight. Now, tomorrow, partly sunny, partly cloudy, and maybe a chance of scattered rain. I didn't see that on the earlier forecast, but Kelly just told us maybe some scattered showers, nothing like we had the other night, but uh, could be out there. Otherwise, not much chance of rain for the next week or so. Let's get over to the Equity Altoona and see what happened yesterday. Jim Lindsay tells us all about it. Choice beef steers and heifers a dollar five to a dollar twenty. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers a dollar to a dollar eighteen. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar ten to a dollar eighteen. Choice Holstein steers ninety four to a dollar nine. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers ninety three and down. Top twenty percent of cold cows sold from sixty two to seventy two. The top of seventy five fifty. Sixty percent of cows sold from forty to sixty one. About 20% of cows sold from 39 and down. Cold bulls sold from 70 to 90. Thin, cold horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 40 to $135 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $40 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $250 per head. Our next special feeder sale is today, July 30th, starting at noon. Just a couple consignments off that sale would include 20 new crop beef calves, and 25 Holstein steers weighing 550 to 600 pounds that are triple vaccinated. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA, or to consign cattle to an upcoming sale, give us a call here at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Marika Gudenthorpe is currently booking tours. Through the tour, you can go through the parlor observation area, the barn, cheese making, and delicious cheese sampling. And children five and under can tour for free. When you're done seeing how it's done and sampling its results, head to the store for 10% off merchandise of award-winning goudas, local wines, beer, sausage, and bread, plus a variety of Dutch items. And then enjoy a lovely meal at their Duchess Cafe. Self-guided tours are also available. Call for information at 715-669-5230 or sign up online at Marika Gouda. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're about 17 minutes away from 6 o'clock. Let's get over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Bob, and a very good morning to you and Scott. And what a nice morning we have uh, after all the aftermath of the bad stuff the other night. And like uh, you and I were talking off the air, there's there's some folks that are still without power, so hopefully that uh, they'll get that put together pretty soon. But it's a slow process. A uh, lot of trees and limbs down, so we're uh, hoping they'll get that all rectified today. Um, most of this is in Lincoln County, which really got hit bad. Uh, 
And, uh, well, I think two documented tornadoes, one in Lincoln County and one in Marathon County here the other night. So, And we had other reports. You know, this was pretty much all over the state. Down in southern Wisconsin, they had some as well. So this wasn't isolated to one area. That was a pretty... Pretty much equal opportunity storm that went through here. Well, wrap up the week for us over there at Stratford, Jerry. How'd it go? Bob, I'll do that. I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Thursday, and the past week here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the market cow auction, uh, conventional market cows. Fully steady on the cows on the close. Uh, High-yielding, fleshy cows on yesterday's auction were selling from 66 to 75. And we did top out earlier in the week on the cow market all the way up to $80 on some very fancy beef cows. Most of the cows this week, your average cows, are selling from 48 to 65 Cows, plain cows below 48. So, again, fairly steady market on the cows this week. Also on the bulls, better quality bulls are selling mostly from 80 to 92. Lighter weight bulls selling below 78. Fed also basically steady the past week. Choice grading Holstein steers uh, are selling from 92 to $1.12. High-yielding choice, strictly prime Holsteins from uh, 112 to 117 And uh, select grading cattle under finished cattle. Uh, below $90. The spread between the choice and the selects does continue to be quite wide. Now we're going to the calf market. A much different story on the calves, especially the bull calves. Very, very weak market on the close. 92, 125-pound Holstein bull calves. Yesterday's auction selling mostly from 30 to 100. Uh, very limited demand all week on these heifer calves, uh, 30 and below. Beef calves, however, fairly decent, uh, decent demand. Buyers quite selective, though, 150 to 300. And we did top of the beef calves earlier in the week at 360. And uh, just taking a look next week's sales schedule here at Equity Stratford. Full marketing week on tap, of course, for sales next week. And our next hay sale will be next Tuesday. Also next dairy cattle auction. Also next Tuesday, our next feeder cattle sale will be next uh, Wednesday. And we're talking August already for next week, Bob. So anyway, uh, a lot of information on our website also uh, for uh, cattle for private treaty sale whether uh, both beef cattle and dairy cattle. So you can check that out, folks, if that is in your interest. And also, 715-687-4101 is our phone number. And Mike, looking at the calendar, Bob, fairs this weekend, but next week, August on the roll already. So where's the summer going? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next month. Okay, Bob, and be a boy, it'd be a good day to take the old convertible out for a trip today, wouldn't it? It might get a little spin around the block. You never know. Thanks, Jerry. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, sir. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And uh, we've got the more markets to look at. And uh, Brent is here, too, on our Alcivia Crop Information Update Program. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a look at the rest of our markets. Uh, first of all, on the Board of Trade, prices were higher yesterday. They fell a little bit overnight as we looked. December corn early this morning was down two cents at 5.54. Oats down seven at 4.55. December wheat down two cents at 7.11 at the uh, wheat tour out there in the Dakotas. Showing that the wheat harvest is uh, not very good this year. And we know the crops in Dakotas were really in tough shape. November soybeans down a penny at thirteen seventy six. October meal down a dollar ninety a ton at three hundred fifty seven dollars and sixty cents. Country elevator prices. The Wheat and Grain Service Chippewa Falls and Connorsville locations have corn at six oh two and beans at thirteen ninety five. Doomer's Grain Service down in Holman has corn at 608 and soybeans at 1375. And Buck Country Grain in Arcadia corn is 608 and beans 1375. DTN screen shows that the corn at Golden Plump today is 591 a bushel at the Elsivia elevators in Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, and Fall Creek. Corn 601, beans 1390, and Osseo 603. 
and uh, 1390 on the beans over at ADM in Stevens Point. Soybeans 1401 a bushel today. Out at Meyer Brothers Elk Mound, corn 604, beans 1336. Melrose Farm Service in the Sparta Elevator, corn today will cash at 617. And the soybeans 1397 over at Ellsworth, 596 on the corn, 1390 on the beans at the ethanol plants. Boyceville, corn today 631, Stanley 616. And their new Richmond grain facility, corn is 611. Barrel cheese down three quarters yesterday, 139 and a quarter. The blocks unchanged at 163 and a half. The butter unchanged at 162 and a quarter. July class three down four at 1648. August down 13 at 1622. September down 24 at 1626. October down 17. That price at 1689. November down 8 at 1758. Well, it's a Friday morning, and that means it's time for our El Civia crop information update. Brent will be along next with the program. Brought to you by Countryside Cooperative. It's that time of the year. Time to start thinking about the upcoming heating season. Alcivia offers four residential propane programs for you to choose from. Prepay, monthly budget, payment plan EFT, where payments are automatically drawn from your checking or savings account. Monthly budget payment plan non-EFT, where you will be billed each month instead of having the funds automatically withdrawn and the pay-as-you-go plan which allows you to secure your price today for future delivery and payments that are billed to your Alcivia account. Contact your local Alcivia energy specialist to lock in pricing so you can secure the lowest pricing for this year. For information, call 715-672-8503 and hit option 2 or go to alcivia.com to learn more about their residential propane programs. Alcivia makes it easy for you to order online too. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Brent Wink is here on our Alcivia program this morning. First of all, before we get into whatever you want to talk about, yeah, how'd the storm hit you guys over in Glenwood City country? You know, it got a little challenging that night. Uh, went to the basement with some storms rolling in, kind of between Richmond and Hammond, so probably about uh, six miles west of us. It, to me, looks like a small tornado did some damage, certainly where it hit. Those people, I'm sure, don't consider it a small tornado, no. but uh, you know, it's uh, probably five, six miles. You can see where it was on the ground and did damage to buildings and houses and fields and a lot of cornfields laying sideways uh, when we woke up yesterday morning. So yeah, I know I heard about some of those. So well, what uh, what do you got to talk about in the fields this week? Yeah, absolutely. Good morning to you and Scott and everyone else out there. But uh, kind of a little bit of everything going on this week. We've seen a lot of earlier in the week before the rain. You know, a lot of small grain harvests have been going on. Some of the yields that we're hearing out of the rye and uh, wheat harvests have been pretty pretty decent strong yields coming out of those crops. As we look at some of the oats yields, kind of depended on whether they're heavy drought stress or they're getting moisture. Some of the stuff where we had a lot of drought stress, those oat yields uh, don't really seem too good. We've got some poor test weights on some of those and just wasn't real good conditions for that. But moving along kind of into uh, soybeans and alfalfa, just a couple of watch outs here. You know, a lot of our fungicide applications have gone on on our corn and on our soybeans, but uh, some of the some of the things that we're finding in some of the fields, we started finding spider mites, and they're kind of a very small pest to detect. They'll they're kind of a sucking pest that that's taking content out of the leaf cells and can kind of cause some puckering. Usually in more drought stress conditions, but we were finding uh, uh, quite a bit of them around Dunn County. Uh, some of the other areas. So if you've got applications where you're going to be out in those fields with fungicides, that certainly makes it easier to piggyback an insecticide application with that. So it's something just to maybe make sure that you don't have that going on. If you know, we got a, another week here with possibly no rain, again, if we end up with drought stress or challenges to the soybean crop and you do have spider mites feeding in the bean crop, it definitely can warrant uh, insecticide application. So I know some of the agronomists uh, with the co-ops have been out scouting and looking at that. 
Um, causes a little bit of puckering in the soybeans, so again, just something to look at. Then alfalfa, you know, a lot of third crop is coming off. I definitely saw a lot of potato leafhopper feeding. Again, it can really be uh, affected where we have a little bit less moisture. So when we start getting our fourth crop greening up, getting a little bit of regrowth on it, make sure that you have uh, those fields swept. If you've got potato leafhopper pressure out there, we definitely want to get insecticides applied and allow that fourth crop to come back. So having this rain that we got, you know, one inch to two inch and a lot of the area that hopefully will allow a nice fourth crop to come back in these. So just a few things to look out for in the field. Hey, that corn you saw kind of tipped over. I know in Greenwood uh, earlier we had some wind. The corn was laying right in the ground. Now it's standing up. You never know anything happened. Will this this late in the season, the storm the other night, will that corn recover? Yeah, it usually uh, is able to stand back up. You you typically are going to have some goosenecking, so mm-hmm. chopping corn silage or trying to combine, you're not really going to be straight down the row, so it can make a little challenges, but it, it's an, just incredible. That corn can almost be completely sideways and get some heat, and it kind of knows to, to get stood back up. So a lot of that should should uh, stand back up pretty decent and make a good recovery. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, because it'll be 80s, 70s sunshine, so it should have some help from the weather. That's hopefully that, uh, you know, those kind of storms are the last of the season for us. Yeah, absolutely. We don't need, uh, don't need the bad weather to come with the rain. Boy, I guess not. Hey, have a good week. Y- you as well. All right, there he goes. Brent Wink on our Alcivia Crop Update Program. Well... Fairs again this weekend, Scott. Remind us which ones are going on because uh, I think we got about uh, four of them around the area this weekend that are already underway and will continue through Sunday. Absolutely. The Eau Claire County Fair, Jackson County Fair, Buffalo County Fair, and Polk County Fair. There you go. <laughs> I, lost, I lost that I thought you fell second. asleep on me. Man, it was, oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, you go now. Yeah. Go take your nap. <laughs> I need one, I'll tell you. All right. And again, weather not going to be bad. Marquardt Motors bringing you the weather. Think Buick, the Encore GX, and Buick Envision. Elite technology, safety essentials, and a cool-looking ride. Check them out. MarquardtMotors.com. Partly sunny, 80 today. Clear overnight down to 60 tomorrow. 82, partly cloudy, maybe a scattered rain shower, but that's about it. Not much chance of rain the next week or so. Again, 59 right now. Wax 104.5.